0: I'm Derek,
1: and I'm Leah,
0: and this is Let's Talk Outdoors. Okay, Leah. Today I'm really excited. We're joining with uh, Kevin Lewis. He's a bit of a legend in these parts where I'm uh, where I'm from. Um, he joins us from uh, Minnistiquan Cree First Nation. Um, he's an instructor at Blue Quills. He's been he's a University of Saskatchewan professor. Been a translator in the House of Commons. Um, he's involved in like language teaching programs at universities all over. Um, he's done research in like uh, knowledge systems and Cree language and traditional parenting practices. And he's a builder of birch bark canoes. That's that's. I mean, there. I think there's probably more to the bio, but but those are some of the highlights. Kevin, uh, welcome. Thanks for yes, joining. Thank him. you. That's quite the introduction. Did I miss anything there? I was going to try to do it in Crete, but i it was not ready to do it.
2: Yeah, maybe I could do that so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, thank you for the the invitation and uh, to spend a little bit of time here with uh, with both of you
0: and I'm glad to' have met uh, Leah in person and and, and then uh, uh, it's always nice to to see you Derek. We really appreciate the chance to get to hang out with you tonight. We got a few things we want to talk about. Uh, definitely in, interested in talking about maybe land-based learning, getting out on the land with you, um, and then maybe some stuff on um, on how land and language are connected. I'm kind of interested in, in that, maybe a little bit, and then uh, we can go from there and see what, see where the conversation takes us.
2: Sure. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I guess maybe we can just start out by uh, <laughs> oh, look at this. Look at the swag I'd put on for. Uh these are camp uh, swag for uh Kaniasik culture camps and maybe we that's a good place to start because Perfect. uh we were talking about um, Big Island Lake and then uh Minnistikwin. so Ministikwin is actually uh the the Cree name of it is Sukskwaisik which is uh uh the place of the little islands and then I would be known as uh Sukkawinis—that's where the islander comes from. Uh, uh, yeah. is the, the the person from the little island, and uh, so everybody from here would be uh pluralized, so the people from the little island. So it, you know the, uh, and then you, you know people um, which is Loon Lake, the people from Makwa, uh Lake or, or Loon Lake. Yeah, and uh, so those are relatives of ours, and see, yeah, Sigipinog, which is water hen, uh, those are relatives of ours as well. The, the people from water hen are the, the, uh, yeah, I guess the, the water hen, the lake of the water hen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, these place names are pretty significant. And um, I guess, you know, this is our, our playground here. Uh, we pick uh, medicine. Um, we, we harvest uh, everything from fish, uh, clean water. Um, you talked about birch bark and on our logo here, on our logo here at the bottom, um, there's a little birch bark canoe actually within our logo. (laughs) And then, uh, and then the island, of course, where it represents, um, you know, the the islands, the small little islands of Minasiquin Lake. And then these, uh, two, um, tipis, one represents, uh, traditional knowledge systems, stories, songs, medicines, um, you know, all our, uh, all the, uh, indigenous ways of knowing and being. And then this other one represents all other, um, knowledges, you know, so, uh, so there's room in this camp for, for everybody basically. And then in the middle, uh, we have, uh, a, a wolf or a dog. And as you know, uh, we, we run sled dogs. Um, and then over here, uh, is to represent the bear clan and, uh, we have so many beautiful bear songs that we sing in our ceremonies in our sweat lodges in our sun dances and in, in all of these um ceremonies we go to so we give and uh, we give um so much respect to the to the bear but then over here you've got this four legged called this moose right moose <laughs> so I, we and we love this this uh, moose up here uh and uh, everything it provides you know so um, and then, and of course the logo represents these standing trees and all the different medicines that we get from them. And then you have little flyers up here and then of course the heavens and the stars above us. So yeah, it's kind of, it's there's so many teachings in here, uh, yeah. in the logo. um, but you know, that's, that's, that's home for us. And uh, I guess that's a,
0: a good intro from, of, of where I'm from. The graphic design team had a lot to put in into that. That's yeah. that's a lot of things uh, all put together there. Yeah,
2: it's Fiverr.com. Yeah. <laughs> put that together for us.
0: <laughs> how did uh and I'm gonna pronounce it, I'm gonna practice Kan Yeah, Kanyasik, yeah. Kaniasik, how did that get started? How did that come about?
2: Well you, you know, what it was, was um uh I was cutting my teeth uh here as a as an instructor as a teacher and just finished my b.ed and i was uh coming home um landed a job here and asked uh you know the leadership back then i was even negotiating with them i'm like okay out of I'm going to come home, you've got to train me as an administrator and I'll be a teacher and blah, blah, blah. So, big head. I don't know what I was thinking back then, but, uh, you know, young, young and stupid, I guess. Uh, so I, uh, anyway, I, I did uh, eventually land a position to teach. And I was teaching, uh, I think I was, it was uh, high school. So at the same time, um, uh, I was really seeing a disconnect there was not as much cree that i that i heard in the playground uh, the elders were not even involved in the school uh, you know there was just, it was just not what a, what a, a, why i went to school you know and mm-hmm. what i wanted uh, eventually like i didn't have children at the time but i'm like okay this there's got to be something this you know a legacy is something from the elders so we we canvassed them and we um we asked them you know what do you guys want us to teach? And at the same time, they're like, you gotta take them out. You can't just keep them inside all the time. You know, they've got this beautiful lake. You have the, the Bronson Forest. You've got the Meadow Lake Provincial Park north of us, and mm-hmm. there's such beauty. It'd be a shame, you know, to to keep up with this disconnection. So my rock star moment uh, was <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go set a net, and you know, tomorrow morning, Monday morning. I'm going to pull this net out and I'm going to take in a tub of fresh fish uh, for us to eat and enjoy. And I'm going to show them how to how to cut these fish and um, we're going to even smoke these fish and we're going to feed the elders and we're, who knows, we might even have a feast with this, you know. And um, there's going to be skills that will be developed. So, some harvesting protocols and some conservation can be taught in here. So. You know, I'm pulling out fish, and the first thing in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, was fall time. I'm pulling them out. I'm, like, thinking, oh, my goodness, look at this. What an amazing lesson this is going to be. So I'm throwing them in. And I must, I must have had about 10 to 15 fish, right? So I take them, and I'm taking them into the school now, and then I put them on the desk, cover it up, and I'm waiting there. <laughs> uh, and I just put it, put it in, on, on, on my desk. Sitting back, I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna be a legend. They're gonna killing it. Yeah, you know, they're gonna sing songs about me. (laughs) (laughs) So they sit down, and everyone's curious about uh, something doesn't smell right here. You know, Uh, what's going on? What is that in the box? So I'm like, well, today we're gonna be fixing fish, we're gonna be making fish. I'm gonna show you guys how to cut these fish. And what I got was, ah, oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were all grossed out. I fell flat on my face, uh, you know. The, uh, nobody, like, it just, it was just like, you know, and it's infectious, you know. Yeah. Our, uh, there's somebody's poking an eye, you know, and yeah. so everybody just doesn't want to touch anything, yeah. you know. yeah. And then so here's here's my aha moment. So I'm I'm like, oh these little kids in my head. I'm like, these kids these they'd rather probably grab a, a McDonald's burger rather than, you know, clean fish, fresh fish that were just pulled out of you know, and I'm pointing, your parents should be ashamed and I'm pointing at these kids, right? And then I told that to my Kugum, my my grandmother, and I'm pointing at them. And uh and uh I was pointing and and then they said uh she says uh, and I'm telling her about this, you know, those are our kids, those are kids from our community, what are they doing? And then she goes, Well and then she was talking to me in Cree, of course. I right? was yeah. uh Well, you're pointing one finger at them, but there's three pointing right back at you, my grandson. <laughs> she says, Eh <laughs> So again, right? I was going for her to uh Give me some support and yeah. you know lick my wounds a little yeah. bit, but that she puts on a little more uh, <laughs> responsibility or thinking cap or problem solving so yeah. it's been like that was a you know first introduction of land based uh land based education was like it it wasn't it wasn't easy it was it's still not easy, but it was you still have to work through the kinks and you got to still work through uh making you know Things that you harvest out there palatable, so food sovereignty became an issue. Um, gardening became part of the programming. Uh, we've got hunters all the time that are donating and hunting and teaching, uh, and then new hunters, you know, being made. So it's it's a uh, it's it's a really nice cycle. But it, it was broken, you know, and it, it, it's not perfect. But there were even hunters uh, out there that would leave um, just the the organs or you know um even the hides were being left out there so what we said was can you just drop off the hides even because like we need to make drums we need to make rattles mm-hmm. and then we ended up uh tanning hides and and doing all all those type of things as well so it's been uh it's been a real amazing journey so far and that was 18 maybe even 20 years ago that we first started with those kids in, in wow. eight, six and seven. Yeah. Wow.
1: Sounds like you learned a lot of things along the way of how to maybe ease into that a little bit more than, than starting with fish. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Right in the classroom.
2: With
0: berries. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Might be more palatable. <laughs> yeah,
0: everyone loves berries. Hey, nobody, nobody can say no to Saskatoons. It's all good. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: Can you share a little bit about how language connects with land-based learning?
2: Yeah, well, you know, um, I was, uh, when I was hunting with my dad, uh, we would go down to what is now called uh, the Bronson Lake Forest area, right? But over there, um, there's uh, names, traditional names. So uh, uh, one is uh, Musholampit. So Musholampit is also known as Bronson Lake. I don't know who Bronson is, but I know the story behind Musholampit. And then you have Atikami Saregan, which is fishing lake or a little fishing lake. And then Chistoia is a, a Galatli Lake. Uh, you have Aitoga Sagregan, which is Worthington Lake. And then there's these little half moon lakes, they call them. They call them Msachem uh, Sagregan. So Musharampit so is where the moose uh, died. And then Atikami Saregan is a whitefish uh, lake. And then just Joystick is the the center of meat, uh, and then Aitoga Sagaganu, Worthington Lake is the lake, uh, the place where there's lakes on both sides, and then the, the last one that I talked or mentioned was such such um, the Half Moon Lakes, but the the, little, the place of the uh, horses, the, um, and then the last one that I wanted to mention was Asniga Uh, where the rock sits in the middle so these are all place names right but they're very descriptive uh there's events that happen there um we have stories of little people we have stories of uh, mermaids we have stories of underwater beings we have stories of cannibals like real amazing beautiful stories but you know again um if we don't mention them and carry on those stories then you know, did it really happen? You know, um, there's even that connection with um, uh, those horses at, at Bronson Lake, in the Bronson Lake forest horses, the wild horses. And uh, we have this one story where, and uh, I have, I commissioned this one, a friend of mine, and he painted this for me. And so it's on its way here. But anyway, part of the story, uh, with all due respect again, Uh, I guess there was one of these wild horses and we still do the horse dance ceremony, which is um, done by my uncles every year. And, uh, you know, everyone's sort of, sort of invited when it's put on, but we don't, you know, we don't um, have posters or anything like that. It's (laughs) still done the old way. Um, But uh, usually around the month of July, around, around there, mid mid summer is when he does it. But uh, you know, it's such a beautiful ceremony. There's a feast involved. There's, um, uh, pipes that we smoke, and then of course the the songs that are sung, and then the 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 horses how they how they dance along with the riders, but then the riders ride along the, around this lodge, so you know. And then in there, there's a lot of later teachings in there, right? And so anyway, going back to these, this relationship with these uh, wild horses of Bronson Lake, and there's some write-ups on them, but they're old Indian ponies. Right, there are these old Indian ponies that were that that are uh, were related to them through this one incident that happened, and I guess, um, and this is the magic of our language because the language it it, uh, plays on imagination, it it plays on uh, you know uh, the what ifs, right, and these spiritual entities that are out there, these deities that are out there. And you know uh, winter months was the was storytelling time, so anyway <clears throat> this uh uh my uncle's telling me this, and all of them kind of tell me this in in their own little way and i i wanna i I chose to to tell this maybe you know uh this this evening so and uh, just a short version of it because there's I think there's songs associated with it, and there's all these other protocols that that are there but um anyway. I guess the there was one uh, a group that went south just south of uh, Minnesotquin here past Blackfoot Lake, uh, you know down that way, and they were riding back back, and then one of the uh, one of our women, our our relatives, went on one of the horses that they went to go um, get from over there, and they were riding back, and then I guess the um the the horse took that lady and turned around and then disappeared some say in into the lake and then some say south, right? And um and then in this uh in this uh fleet like where where they took off uh the horse turned himself sort of into like a a, a human figure, a human man. And then them two had children, right? So there was a um there was a connection that way. And then um in this uh in this connection, um, they eventually un- had twins, and these two twins are sometimes seen on one of the islands on the south end of Minstiquin Lake here. Mm-hmm. So you know, so there's some conservation in there. There's some like ah, that's baloney, uh, but there's some real intelligence in these in these stories because one, the fish uh, we eat out of here, we drink out of here, so we have to keep it clean because somehow some way those are our relatives as well those those twins that are sometimes seen and then when you see them they get spooked and you almost have to like they're instantly in the water i guess right Mm. they're underwater horses and then they come out and they they'll graze and they'll hang out on on this one island and then if you're lucky uh you might spot them but if they sense you again they're they're in the water Mm. so in a way again with uh, you know just because there are relatives that way, you know, half relatives, because they're half mm. horse and possibly half human, uh, we have to take care of them just like you would take care of uh, a relative of yours, right? So, again, the conservation in there, um, you know, you, I, we, I want this lake to, to be enjoyed by my grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and I hope that story helps that conservation, right?
0: Cool. There's so many different, I think you talked about it. There's so many different stories and, and you talked about a lot of things, but, um, I remember the, the story, one of those stories, I think the first time I ever heard it, I had come up to, to a, a camp at your place for the day. And I, I heard a story about little people and, and I'd never ever heard of that before. I'd never, and I was like, are, are people me- messing with me or is this a real thing? And since that day, like, like every few months I hear stories of it like people it just comes up again and again and again. And how did I how did I spend like twenty five years never hearing about this? And now regularly, uh like my students will tell me stories or like what it's just it's interesting to me how uh like those stories. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um I
2: have friends that are uh uh they've spent time in uh Iceland. Um I've got like friends that are that live out in um like Ireland with the, the, the fight, fighting Irish, you know, those little people. <laughs> but they have little people in, in Iceland as well, uh, just like we do here. And, uh, yeah, it, it's so interesting because the, the little people unify, like every uh, First Nation, uh, n- like let's say uh the Mi'kmaq, all the way to Penobscot, and then probably down south to like the, from coast to coast to coast to coast we have, like, stories of these little people, right? Huh. So it, uh, it's fascinating, yeah. and and there's nothing evil about them, and they, what they do is they teach uh, about respect, and then they teach about um, honoring, and then also sort of like a, a, a trade of technologies that are, that's a possibility or in a time of need, it's alright to reach out, but also to, to pay back uh, like a trade, not, not take and take, but the, the, the reciprocity, I guess. Yeah,
0: right? so, yeah. I think earlier you chatted about uh, you noticing a disconnect with those fish um and your students. Do you do you see that as a as a thing now that people there's a disconnect with between people and the land? I'm gonna say yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: there, like we're starting to realize, like as North Americans in general, like uh, diabetes and um, obesity you know it's, it's a north american problem right that we have uh we really love processed food uh like i i love you know tasting all that we sometimes <laughs> do but like there's there's healthy ways to eating as well and um i think we're starting to realize uh like bannock isn't the best for us you know and somehow some way we made it soul food we made yeah. it like uh you know, like this is traditional food, but like realistically, uh, if we were going to make panic, it would have been out of bulrush root or else uh, cattail root, or maybe even wild rice flour, you know, those type of healthy flours mm-hmm. instead of uh, the wheat, um, which is like GMOs or I've looked into them too, and they're not good for really too many people especially humans, yes, they grow fast and they, they speed it up and, and they can feed the world, I guess, with, with, you know, because there's billions of us, but um, on a local scale, I think we, uh, and I don't know where I got this quote from, but it was kind of like, um, uh, you know, thinking locally and, or no, uh, acting locally and thinking globally. Uh, and I, I'm not sure where I got that uh, from, uh, but i think that's what like this covid has done for us and then all the work that we are we're trying to do here and we're, we're really you know it's it's quite a ways to cold lake to go to the grocery store you know um why can't we grow uh, um you know all year round here somehow right uh, there's ways that we can hydroponics you know um you know uh greenhouses and utilizing three seasons instead of just the, you know, the one um, and then growing right from the spring all the way into like just a little while ago. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, we're always um, trying to think of of ways of doing that, but also uh, just like everybody else, we want to give and have long lives. Right. So full of experiences um, so you can have a really good story as an old man. right? Or an old woman. <laughs>
1: what, what benefits have you seen in the young people that you've worked with as you've developed more connections to the I, land?
2: I, it's an identity, like identity issue. And I'm not sure if it was Late Narcisse Blood, who's a Blackfoot scholar or else uh, Leroy Little Bear, Dr. Leroy Little Bear. But they wrote a paper and it was uh, called uh, uh, We Have an ID Problem. And what that means is um, the identity issues, right? So if you don't know who you are, uh, your self-esteem is is not going to be very great. And then if you get a little push with somebody that doesn't have self-esteem, you can rock that person pretty hard, right? You can damage that person pretty hard. But with an identity, and with like teachers like Usagi Jack, when you start telling those type of stories and Stories of you know our, our, our connection to the to the earth and to everything else, people start creating uh, a stronger spirit. Um, the you know that little nudge or that little you know a little crack is not going to affect them. You know it, it's just gonna oh that, that's funny you know uh, or oh yeah okay yeah, let's let's talk about that you know so they they can um, they can deal with that. Uh, you know, mental health is, is a huge thing right now. Everyone's being tested right now, but on a global scale, but realistically, when we start like explaining all of this and, uh, and w- that we have songs for the trees, we have songs for this wolf and these dogs and, you know, these moose have songs that, and they're all around us pretty soon. You're, you're starting to understand, well, we're not alone. We're, we're isolating but realistically, we're really not alone. We've got the stars above us. We've got the sun that's going to come out, the moon that's going to come out. The wind is uh, considered a grandfather. Uh, the fire is, is an animate you know, spirit. Um, the rocks are animate spirits. So you know, you're really not alone. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, the, uh, that's the message that I, I think that land-based programming promotes along with that language. The the connection the
0: what's is that
2: Wogutun is that yeah Wogutun yeah that's yeah. the one that that's the connection yeah and that's a that's a kinship connection right so it's a and all those ones that I'd mentioned there those are part of us and they're they're in turn internally they they are a part of us right
0: mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot to like think about after this episode and unwrap for people I'm excited about it if people are disconnected if people don't feel like they have a connection to the land. Um, How do you, how do you start kindling that fire? How do you, how do you start building that relationship? I think, I think that's that connection that we have to make. We have to
2: sort of reach out. Um, You know, it depends on like if if it's first nation, let's say if I'm in uh, Southeastern Saskatchewan, uh, I would, uh, I would reach out to knowledge keepers, uh, possibly connect with people like that. And then have them even come to the schools or develop a relationship like that. And then same thing. If I'm in Dené territory, maybe maybe just north of us here, uh, you know. And I've had um, really amazing foundational Dené elders that have come uh, right at the start of our culture camps here. And because we're so close, uh, there was a a, a a woman, and I can't re- for I can't remember her name. Um, but the Dene nation and the Cree nation are really big, big nations. Like, uh, mm-hmm. um, in, in, because the Dene nation go all the way down to the Navajo nation down in the States. Right. And then all the way up to Alaska. And then you have the Cree. That's a huge nation, uh, that comes all the way from the mountains and all the way to the East coast. So these two just about went to war at one time. But it came down to one Dene lady up in Churchill, Manitoba, that uh, brought peace uh, with these two big, big nations. And um, if, if it wasn't for her, I don't know, uh, you know, where we would be right now in terms of the Cree and Dene. Um, but uh, there was a truths in and in a treaty that was made. Thorough, thorough. Uh, just um, it starts with a T H E R. You know, in my head, I can I can spell it. But um, now the technology—this is the cool thing—and I didn't find this out till we started building the birch bark canoes. But where it started was uh, my my late elder friend uh, Philip Wolf, um, Wolverine from Patchenac. He was uh, love him, love I love him still to this day, and I continue his the way he taught. He was so gentle. Um But he came down, and he it was so entertaining to just to watch how beautiful it was with the students or with anybody actually and um so anyway uh i I call him up i'm like Philip, do you would you mind coming down here and I met him at a at a conference somewhere, and we started talking and mm-hmm. uh and I knew he was a woodsman like a craftsman, and so anyway. Uh, Going back to my first year, right, this learning curve again. Uh, (laughs) And uh, we're budgeting for uh, the shop teacher. We're uh, budgeting for the paper and uh, the toner, like everything, right? Everything, just uh, everything that goes into these schools. And then uh, so my shop teacher comes in and he's like, Evan, you got to give me some lumber. How am I going to teach? I don't know. And in my head, right? And uh, with all due respect, hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. But <laughs> and I'm not gonna say his or her name. Yeah. We'll just put it like that. Yeah. Uh So, uh, and I'm in the in my head. I'm like, geez, you know, like, uh, you know, run outside with your eyes closed. You're gonna run into wood. Yeah. <laughs> live in a forest. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> but in a cheeky cheeky way again I was like that right I could yeah. I was like okay I gotta figure this out so yeah. I'm like okay I gotta think think about this Philip you know the old man uh so I phone him up and I'm like uh Elder Philip Wolverine would you want to come down and show our our students how to make those uh paddles that you were talking about you know Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, how beautiful that old man was uh, and he's not with us anymore. But with respect, I still have that first uh, teaching paddle that he carved out with an axe. So he comes and then he he does this and he's like, "Okay, well, where's your, just give me your students and let's go. So we follow him and it's a spruce tree paddles that we used to make. And because the Dene and the Cree were so close in, in terms of traditional territories, that, we, that their paddle was our paddle. Their mm-hmm. canoe was our same style of canoe because mm-hmm. it was the same terrain, same type of lake, same type of rivers. So that's why it was so easy for him to come down and just show us uh, what our canoes and paddles looked like. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he came down and he, and he started making these paddles with our, our students. And I, I'm sure I still have about four of them in our yard here from from that time. And um so it, anyway, uh so we have a whole bunch of canoe uh, paddles, right? And I'm like, wow, we don't even have a canoe. <laughs> 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 we don't have a canoe. <laughs> so So again, that led to something else, right? And then that's where the Birch Park canoe building started. So it was thank goodness for Guys like Aaron York and late Ted Bainey, who was a, a guy from uh, New Jersey that came over here and you know uh, re- revitalized this this um, you know this construction, this engineering of a birch Park canoe, mm-hmm. and the complexity in that. And Abenaki builder Aaron York uh, is a is a good good buddy of our ours, like a fa- like we take him as family. And uh, we dearly miss him. I don't know where he is. He's pro- somewhere down in the States, probably building something. But yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, again, like, you know, you have people that come in and then with good intentions, good hearts. And then uh, and then we just sort of try to make it happen.
1: I love that story. I think share, well, all of the stories, but showing the, the sharing and the reciprocity and the relationship building between people from different areas and different backgrounds. I think that's really... Uh, inspiring for all of us who are trying to work and figure out what reconciliation means. Um, Those are nice stories to hear from you.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's totally about um, uh, connecting people, right. And connections and um, like there's just amazing land-based educators that are coming out and that have been doing this for a long time as well. Like uh, Christine Ravenous, who's doing amazing things up in La Ronge uh, with the Northern, Churchill uh, I can't remember I think it's Churchill High School, I think up in Larange okay and uh, uh her, and then a, a close uh buddy of ours again, like a Derek he's up there doing the same thing, and then we have a, a guy who's just neighbors of ours, uh Charlie Connor mm-hmm. and uh his family, you know and he he's doing he's always done dogs, he grew up with dogs he's the one that coached us uh, a lot. And gave us our kickstart with uh, working with dogs, and you know, a a, a totally different uh, sort of turn from the, uh, canine therapy, but the the traditional sense of canine therapy, right? Like in, in the Cree version of canine therapy, um, is uh, this this development that you work with this dog, this four-legged, you take care of them, and it's every single day. Uh, 365 days, you know, like all year round, you're you're taking care of these, these dogs. These dog team become your family, and um, but uh, it, it's a fine line of being a pet and being uh, uh, a relative, and you know all these different things. So again, uh, here's here's a, another story. Uh, we when we bring in the the students and um, uh we bring' them in and it was, it's just not a ride it, 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 the ride is kind of like that, you know it, <laughs> yeah. it's awesome yeah but uh you have to do the teachings and you have to you have to show them sort of like the chores and and the work behind this and the the commitment behind uh keeping even one pet right uh yeah. one animal um let alone a team of them uh so anyway uh there's a star which is just right here, probably right now. And that one's called Mayakanatak, uh, or Mayakanatak, which is the wolf star. And then this wolf star, um, uh, it, it's the north star. And that one doesn't move. That, one, that one's kind of like uh, the go-to, if you're stuck or if you're uh, snowshoeing in the night or if you kind of want orientation, um, you've got to find that star. And then if I want to walk uh, west, I'm going to have that star on this shoulder. And then so I'm going this way, but i got to make sure I keep an eye on that star once in a while. And that's the handle of the little dipper. Mm-hmm. right? And then so as the story goes, uh, uh, there was uh, that wolf took pity on us. And that uh, wolf, because we're two-legged and... Uh, we're slow. <laughs> we're not the best hunters. Uh, <laughs> we kind of need clothes or we'll freeze in the Canadian temperatures. Yeah. Uh, so, we, you know, we're a little, little pitiful that way. So this, uh, as the story goes, the wolf said, okay, well, let me have a council with uh, the coyotes and the fox. And let me, let me, we'll have a meeting. So on the handle, you have the wolf star. And then you have the coyote, and then you have the fox star. So that's the handle of those three.
0: Ah, cool. And then
2: when they had a meeting, they were in agreement. They say, "Okay, let's uh, let's gift uh, this domestic dog. Let's gift our pups to these 2 legged so they can walk together." And then the four star, the four uh, that are on the handle of the, the, the small little dipper, those are the representation of the dogs where they went four directions in the world so you have all these chihuahuas you have you have all these you know all these different dogs and um that's the, the story and it's and then people will ask well where'd you get this story from where where's it written where's the curriculum and all you have to do is just take them by the ear at night on a clear sky and say, there it is. It's written yeah. up there. <laughs> so, so it's not written anywhere. It's written up in the, in the, you know, in the heavens and the stars. So it's, uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty intelligent, the way, uh, the way to read the land, right? It's, it's a totally different way to read the land.
0: Cool. I don't know that I would want to be with a Chihuahua dog team, though. But <laughs> <laughs> or a poodle.
1: <laughs> I have a question about. So we've used the words land-based learning quite a bit in Sasko Doors. We also talk about outdoor education and we talk about place-based education. And I'd love for you to comment on how they might be similar or different or fit together.
2: I, I yeah, I think they they totally fit together. Um, you know, when we when we start talking about uh wagutun um i know there's like uh you know scholarship they like to mark uh, compartmentalize this is land based this is place based this is you know um it, it, that's nice uh but the holistic view of it is is nicer in in some ways uh the organic look of land based learning or um, outdoor ed outdoor education the organic uh definition of it is is almost better because it in it, it, it uh the audience is bigger right it's uh, it's uh it's more encompassing instead of just saying oh no that's 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 their stuff this is our stuff right here um when we start sort of getting like that um you're starting to you, you could turn off people, right? And that's the opposite that we want to do. We want to make sure people are moving around. We want to make sure people are enjoying, uh, you know, how much beauty that we have. Um, and, uh, you know, the, I think um, people will get caught up. And I've had th- these discussions before with, uh, you know, in the university setting. But uh, I, that's that's my best comment is, like, instead of dividing it's like the unity that that is probably a lot better for the future, and um, uh, you know I think I think that's that's a better direction. You know, uh, here's something cool. Uh, three nights ago now, uh, I saw I am Greta, right? Oh. and uh, I I put it on. I you know purchased it. Uh, I had a little bit of time in the evening. Yeah, and I saw this little. Firecracker of uh you know uh, come this way and shake up Trump and shake up uh, the world you know and let us know that um all these uh uh the, 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 you know to take it easy on the world right now like we we need to do things differently and because we're borrowing from the future and we need to leave uh you know something better sometimes you know like that legacy. So, you know, there's lots of people like that here with that same message, um, like Indigenous knowledge systems. When we start including them in our, in our education systems, it's, it's going to improve the overall Canada. Over, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to educate everybody, right? And uh, to be inclusive like that, is, it's always going to be better.
1: Yeah, I hear when, when you say com- compartmentalization, I think of alienation in some ways. Um, and it may, reminded me back to your your logo on your sweatshirt there about having the two different TPs and well there's space for different ways of knowing
2: yeah and there's lots of ways of doing things right but like together um we should be able to we should be able to figure this out somehow <laughs> and um and sometimes it's sometimes the adults that uh, have the toughest times and then the mask thing is is the perfect example <laughs> you know the kids have no problem wearing masks it's the adults it's us that uh, don't want to wear them sometimes and uh you know uh so it's 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 it's, it's interesting to see what these new generation uh, are wanting and and you know the they're so intelligent mm-hmm. and they're so fast at technology and it's instant and it's just going to get faster right and mm-hmm. um and we just have to see uh how this is going to evolve um But but I'm enjoying it, you know. I get to enjoy it up here, and like I said, uh, all all this uh, going outside, um, exercising, um, and then you know, looking at the measures. We're really lucky to live where we are. Um, You know, I I give thanks every morning. Um, Lighting smudge. You know, like my my wife wakes up first thing in the morning, and she's just smoking me out and muddy me <laughs> in the morning <laughs> but it's like it's such a nice smell and it's and at the same time it cleans the air you know if the anti you know the, all these uh, antibodies um it, and, you know the cleansing even cedar um burning cedar or even boiling cedar it's supposed to clean the air right uh, so there's a lot of different um medicines that we, uh, that especially respiratory sicknesses or respiratory like COVID, uh, if you were to burn incense like that, sweet grass, um, these medicines that grow all around us, uh, and to utilize them in that good way, you know, um, we're going to be healthier.
0: So if I was a, if I was like a new teacher and I was, I was fresh and I was like, I was listening to this and I was like, yeah, this sounds good. I want to get connected. I want to build some of this um understanding and my students i have no clue where to start how would you what what advice would you give well
2: there are um okay i'll, I'll point out a couple of um there's uh TSEC, which is the treaty six education center out in north battleford they've got a really amazing librarian there uh if you can connect with her i've met her and uh how like she's so organized um Connecting with uh, Saskatchewan Indigenous Cultural Center out of Saskatoon, SICC.sk.ca. dot, S-K dot C-A. Um, They're another good resource, and then of course well, I'm going to promote ourselves here, and then Ganassi uh, Culture Camps. I've got a really good staff um, that are uh, that are local. They're First Nation. And um, I've got some researchers. I've got teachers on staff with master's degrees. I've got a PhD candidate on staff. I've got um, so there's there's some really uh, like we built some capacity and uh, and wo- like we had a women's gathering this past summer along with a water gathering, and we're gonna have another one next July. And that was uh, the women that were driving that that uh, that program. Uh, Office of the Treaty Commissioner uh, out of Saskatoon. Uh, they have treaty uh, teachings. They have uh, uh, speakers that can go out, and uh, they talk about the connection. Uh, you know, um, so th- those are those are some uh, some places. And and I know there's a national education center, and it, it's online, but the resources on there are phenomenal. Like there's some really good people that have uh, contributed lesson plans videos and uh anything that's really instant right and then if you're from alberta um there's a indigenous knowledge wisdom center so the uh cuz uh we're a border community as well uh so um like we we've, we've counted on them uh, a number of times as well and uh they're they're from uh edmonton they're out of edmonton but it's uh, it's the same I'm. I'm not going to say same. Uh, it's probably not, but the same idea is SICC, yeah, which is a cultural center. Yeah, so it's, and you know, um, and I think going into your local community, like a uh, like First Nation communities, uh, and Métis settlements as well, because there's some really knowledge keepers in our settlements or Métis settlements um, that can and would come out and and you know share uh, information,
0: um, requests. Uh, yeah. So there's hopefully that's, uh, that's helpful. Is that one that you were talking about? Is that, um, NCCIE, the indigenous yes. education yes. national center for collaboration. That's
2: one. Yeah. 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 That's the one. And they've, uh, they've got a real good, uh, search on there. Um, you know, uh, there, there is some pretty good research coming out of, uh, Blue Quills University, but also I'm going to say University of Saskatchewan. Uh, They're developing some apps um, right now uh, dealing with language and land-based. And then there's also uh, nisoyet.org, I think, or .ca. And uh, um, wejitun.ca is another website where you can just search and then it'll pop up. Uh, websites, apps, but that's an indigenous, worldwide indigenous uh, database. Cool. So I, I can I can send you uh, sort of like the the concrete websites. Sure. Probably we can post it
0: along with you. this article. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Awesome. And I mean, you have some, you some former—I I don't know what you would call them—former, not graduates, but people who who have hung out with you. Uh, I know like Garrick Schmidt, like I follow him and he does, he, he's doing crazy things on, on Twitter all the time. I always see, but, and he's studied up with you for a while too, I think. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, what happened was some, um, like we landed these small, small grants and they've helped out so much because um, like when we got shut down COVID, like we were, uh, like everybody else, like stay away, you know, like yeah. get out of here, you know. Like, and it was, it was starting to, you know, it's squirrely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, after a little while, you kind of figure. And uh, even locally, there was uh, we had uh, security uh, that weren't allowing people in and out. So the the even the nation, they were, um, you know, they were. Uh, exercising the sovereign right of, you know, letting people in and out of the nation here. And, um, I was, uh, you know, I I was kind of like, Hey, either we stay inside all the time or we waste the summer. Like we live, we live where we do, you know, if we get sick, I guess we get sick, but like we weren't, um, irresponsible at all. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I ended up writing this little grant. It was kind of like a COVID grant and it was a Canadian roots exchange. Yeah, And um, it was a $5,000 grant, and uh, I, I said, okay, either we, we landed or, or whatever, but like we got to do something. And uh, it was starting to become spring. Uh, we had hides that were thawing, so those needed to be worked <laughs> on. Yeah. So I, I asked Christine Ravenous, uh, Garrick Schmidt, uh, Chelsea Cottrell from Northern Alberta, and Tanya um, Trache from just uh, Kihiwe and uh, and then Brian Bird. So there was five of us. And that was the limit. Like, we couldn't have anybody in here. And I wrote, I got the grant. And then I wrote these guys letters. I'm saying, OK, I'm going to try squeeze you in. Like, uh, if I have to boat you guys in, somehow get you in here, let's get together because I'm going insane, you know. And um, lucky, they're just as crazy as I am, and they <laughs> agreed <laughs> to come here. <laughs> and then, uh, so that was uh, that was uh, a godsend, and a really like heartfelt thank you to to them trusting the process. But um, so what I wrote to was um, uh, hide tanning because the hides were, were waiting here and they were thawing, and it was springtime. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing was uh, we needed to get our garden in Mm -hmm. uh, because of the food sovereignty thing. Because, like, we didn't know what was happening. We might as well get some uh, potatoes in the ground and some carrots and everything else, right? And then the third thing was a new build, a birch bark, uh, to build another one. And then uh, the last one was uh, to start sowing uh, mitts from uh, all the the high tanning that we did, right? We still uh, haven't touched the mitts yet. But we did do the the gardening the canning and everything else that happened there uh we did do the the canoe build and we we did the uh, the hide tanning but uh like, like we have fur that's sitting around all over the place like here's a here's a, a locally harvested beaver that we Ooh. got tanned and uh turtle furred by one of the local tanneries and um that was uh that's going to be a myth you know and that's Jody is the the one that's sewing that Together and um so things like that. And you know, going going into the science of this stuff, like and the, the the practicality of this. So I'm looking at this, and as soon as I see this, I'm like, okay, that's for a skidooer right? Or a dog sledder possibly, but that's not gonna be for a trapper or a snowshoer or a uh, a skier. Uh now I'm reading I'm showing you the way to read uh, wood, but you can also read fur, and you can also read um, the uh, why. The you know the design, of the practicality. So now, if I'm if I'm skidoing, or if I'm dog sledding, I'm holding on like this forward, and I want the hair of this beaver to flow backwards towards me, right? So the, the snow, as the snow comes, it just reflects off and kind of bounces off and keeps my uh, fingers warm and healthy. And uh, and then, But if I'm a skier or a trapper, or if I'm walking downwards like this, I'm going to want this fur facing down this way. So, again, that fur, the, the snow uh-huh. is just going down. So just little things like huh. that you pick up uh, when you're hanging out with knowledge keepers, right? And these people that know um, and that's the beauty of like that intergenerational um, knowledge systems or that, uh, you know, the ancestral knowledge that that we need to play forward. So just those little things like that, you know, it's just, uh, there's so much of it. uh, And this is just like, just a little sliver of it, you know? Uh, And again, I'm, I'm glad that you guys have opened this dialogue up. I was looking forward to it as soon as, uh, (laughs) uh,
0: you know, the the idea of this. I'm like, "Ah, yeah, yeah, let's do this, you know. We might have to have a part two. We'll see how it goes. Yes, Um, that would be great. We're getting close on time. I want to see if I can sneak in real quick. How long does it take to make a birch bark canoe? Is this like weeks, a month, days? Like, what does that look like? It should take you one month. I'm going
2: to say one month. Right. Uh, you can speed up the process with, um, a bandsaw. Um, like all, all these tools of a planer, you can, you can speed it up. You can speed up the process for sure. Uh, down, probably down to two weeks for like 14 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but, a, a, a cool solid month would be awesome because like, then you're, then you're harvesting, you're digging, uh, you're peeling, um, you know, you're, you're doing all the, all the protocols that are needed and, um, and it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just, oh, just nice to, to build and it's a, it's a longer project of course, but again, mm-hmm. it, it's, if you can build a canoe, baskets are no problem, moose calls are like <laughs> no
0: problem, you know, uh, you know, everything so goes into start that. Start with the biggest thing and then <laughs> yeah. work your way back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we have two questions that we, we are trying to ask all of our guests. I'll start with the first one. If you could change something about the world, what would it be?
2: Um, okay. Well, I would, uh, I would say everyone to live uh, over 100 years old. Okay. That's what I would wish everybody to have long lives.
0: Yeah. We also ask everybody, uh, where is your favorite place in Saskatchewan to adventure? Right here, <laughs> <laughs> right in the backyard.
2: Right, right, in our backyard, front yard. Yeah, around, uh, to be honest, like it, it is. Um, uh, I like it because there's so much untouched. Like we haven't been anywhere, you know, and we've been to some lakes, but like there's some untouched areas still in this area, and like we haven't, um, we haven't explored. And there's like we have stories. And we have the traditional names, but it's like, uh, well, let's go there, you know. Uh, so those type of things are, it's kind of like unpackaging something, you know. There could be a medicine that you've been going like miles and miles the other way when it's just around, or just around the bend or just up the shore or, you know, just down the next lake that's yeah. that's accessible. So, though, you know, um, I think that's what I would say. And then second would be just, like, Saskatchewan is a beautiful, beautiful province, you know. Uh, it's really diverse all the way from the, the Fort Capel Valley, Cypress Hills, uh, and then all up along the Hudson Bay. Like, that area is beautifully, like, it's hilly. It's just amazing. They have Sasquatch over there and stories about that. Uh And then you move this way into the plains and, you know, it's beautiful. The Saskatchewan rivers are just amazing landscapes. And then you come up out of this, our, you know, the center of the universe here (laughs) in our area, you know, (laughs) we know how beautiful it is here in Lloydminster, all this boreal forest, you know, and then the Canadian shield. And then you have all those beautiful lakes up North, um, the sand dunes, you know, so, uh, Saskatchewan, Uh, would be my place my pick the Churchill River paddle it every every summer We paddle the Saskatchewan River uh this year all all the way to Fort Pitt um but yeah it it would I would just say I'm a Saskatchewaner and uh we've got bunny hugs not hoodies (laughs) 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 um
0: and then Kevin if people want to you know connect with you or learn more about your work where would they where would they go
2: Uh, They can go to the website, and then they can also uh, probably find me through the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, We're trying to do uh, a lot of land-based research right now, um, land-based learning, and uh, we're we're connecting with uh, different schools, Um, you know, down south, Regina. There's a a real beautiful little school there that I'm looking forward to visiting uh, this December if everything goes well. Uh, i think it's living sky school but it's a land based school like land based uh programming and they um just nothing but good things from that from that little school i think it's living sky school
1: it's a, it's prairie sky school i was just actually talking to the principal today and he mentioned that you, he was working with you so i thought oh, well, okay That's how things all work yeah i'm
2: looking forward to the visit so i'm hoping uh i'm hoping that uh it's uh it's safe to go down there and yeah. everybody's uh, yeah, all of stars align. I'm sure they will.
0: Well, thanks Kevin for, for joining us today. It's been an awesome conversation. I know I have a lot of things to take away and ponder. Uh, you know, this was probably be a, a, a dual listen, you know, you might listen to it once and give it a few days and then listen back to the podcast again and, and it will be good to go. But thanks very much for joining us today.
2: Yeah. No, thank you for inviting me. And um, uh, you know, like I said, uh, we're when, when things get back to normal or close to normal. I hope uh I invite I invite you guys to to come up here and join us. Uh we're we're still developing the camp and uh what this time uh did to us was uh it helped us uh develop the camp. Like we've got uh campers now, we've got um a couple of uh I think we have four different cabins, five with the uh the main cabin, a pavilion. Uh so we've got um we've got some work that we put in over the summer and we're continuing to sort of winterize ourselves as well.
1: Thanks again. It was a very, very insightful conversation. We appreciate your time.
0: Thank you. Okay, Leah, there is a lot to think about in that conversation. What are some takeaways uh, for you?
1: I really appreciated your question about beginning teachers and how that they could learn more about the things that we were talking about. And I think my biggest takeaway, in terms of that question and how he answered it specifically and in general was just taking the time to develop relationships. And uh, there's a lot of responsiveness if you're willing to ask questions and seek out information that you might be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that was my biggest takeaway an openness and developing the relationships.
0: Yeah. You talked about like asking in a good way and, and things will probably work out and you can find some, find lots of different connections and people willing to connect with you. So that's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what was your biggest takeaway, Derek?
0: I think one of the takeaways for me um was he's talking about like there's there's so many stories and there's so many different ways of of thinking about things and knowing things and um that there's room for all ways of knowing and all all different things and that um we're more we're more we're stronger when we when we put them all together and, and kind of learn from different ways of knowing all together and I think that was that was really neat to to think about it and you know how we're connected and how everything's connected and and not not all separated out but let's put things together and look for connections which i think now is more important than ever you know we're, we think about separating out everything and everything but what are ways that we can that we can find those connections
1: yeah a more holistic way of looking at the yeah. world maybe then
0: yeah Well, Kevin left us with a lot to think about. I know I'm going to listen to this episode a couple times to try to absorb all of the wisdom. Uh, from Mr. Lewis there and you know we'd love it if you enjoyed yourself tonight if you you could connect with us on saskoutdoors.org through Facebook or through Instagram and if you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes of the podcast we would love it if you could give us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher wherever you're listening today Uh, it helps us get our podcast out to more people if you want to catch up to date with all the new stuff make sure you hit subscribe and we'd love it if you could share this episode with a friend of yours who you think would also enjoy it and with that have a great day stay safe and get outside this podcast is produced in association with sask outdoors check us out online at saskoutdoors.org